I shut up and I could see his legs. I said, okay, he's either gonna come up high or he's gonna come down low. He starts coming up high and he veers and comes down low. He's gonna come straight down to where I bugle last. When he does and he shows his head, he's a huge six by on one side and a three by on the other. If I had to put a score on him, he was a 300 inch bull. Don't ever walk away from any bugle that you might question. I was just blown away that this bull sounded like straight human. And every time that he was doing things that I would do to bulls, he was trying to mimic me. He was trying to cut me off. And he kept calling, calling like a, a typical person would do to get that bull to respond. Yeah, I think the units that have a lot of elk tend to have those, you know, those a 300 inch bull in a unit like that is, a, is probably a really good bull for that particular area. But you'll find those nasty ones in those nasty holes. You gotta change it up sometimes. If you go in there and you just do a location bugle and they don't sound off and you move and you move and you do a location bugle, you're probably not gonna get a response. Hey guys, welcome to Days in the Wild Big Game Hunting Podcast. I wanna take a minute to introduce you to a new organization called Howl for Wildlife. Howl was grown out of the necessity to have a fast acting tool to focus the sportsman's voice on issues concerning wildlife management and hunting. It's Howell's goal to shut down any initiative that doesn't support sound management practices before it even makes it to the ballot, and certainly before it reaches the court. I know I sound like a broken record, but we need to start looking at hunting as a community and not just an individual sport. And that means supporting all hunting, whether we engage in duck hunting or predator hunting or anything in between. We are all in this for different reasons, and unfortunately it's this difference that will be our undoing if we let it. So we need to come together as one pack and let our diversity be our strength. We are a strong force if we band together, one voice, one howl. I want you to go to howlforwildlife.org, that's H-O-W-L for wildlife.org, and join there. There's no cost to you to becoming a member. Howl operates solely on donations, so it's completely up to you if you decide you want to send money or not. There'll be no annoying emails, no newsletter advertisements or money grabs or anything like that. No drives. Signing up as a member just means that when there's an issue concerning wildlife management like this attempt on banning mountain lion hunting and bear hunting in Arizona, you will be called to stand with us and let your voice be heard. So get out there, get on Howlful Wildlife, become a member, and join the pack. Thank you. Let's jump into this episode. Hi, welcome to Days in the Wild Big Game Hunting Podcast. Coming live from the Hunt Expo in Utah. Sitting with my man, Jermaine Hodge. We're uh, we just hijacked a booth somewhere. I don't know, Toyota. <laughs> Big props to Toyota, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damping down the sound a little bit. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to find a quiet place to do these things. So, but... Uh, you got your son over here, man. He's he's. We're probably gonna hear him if you hear bugles in the background. That's, that's what's your son's name? Hadrian. Hadrian Hodge. Hadrian. Yep. Nice man. He's he's good. Yeah. He's real good. He's got a he's got a nice tone. He's got great control. He's ready. He's ready. I think him being at World Championships and and losing twice to really really great callers uh-huh. has driven him to practice and practice and practice but he's he was already you know really good at that point but yeah he just practices uh really sounds like it really really at everything he's better than me at everything <laughs> yeah it's crazy man he's uh he sounds really good that's my son likes to play around but he'll pick it up for like two seconds he's only six but yeah not even he's not even six yet he's actually turning six next month and um he likes to play with stuff, you know. He likes yeah. to pick up turkey call. He likes to play anything that makes noise. He likes to do. So. Yeah. So I mean, when, <laughs> when we started him off, he 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 wasn't that good. But well, yeah. I think once you get that that latex to sit right, right. then you start making noises. Then yeah, all you gotta do figure is, it out. You yeah. start figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, man, we're planning on hunting together this year, and I'm excited about that. Like, it's been a while. It's been a really I can't remember if it was 2015. Yeah, I think 2015 was the last time I hunted in Colorado. Really? Yeah. Well, I think you're going to be excited. We, uh, 
we got into this, you know, one particular area last year. Unfortunately, I didn't get to draw the tag, but um, that area was loaded with lots of mature yeah. bulls. And uh, my personal count was 35 bulls. And out of 35 bulls, was 30 of them were over 300 inches. That's crazy. Yep. Especially in Colorado. Absolutely. It was nuts. Yeah. And, and you know... I think it would have been a lot more elk killed in the group if if they were seasoned vets that's been hunting a long time. Right. They wouldn't have made the mistakes that, you know, young rookies make. But uh we we got we got some elk down and it was a fun time. I think it was more fun for me, you know, watching them in right. their success than I, I would have imagined any other time. Right. But it was still fun. Nice. Yeah, I Elk, elk hunting happens to be one of the few things that you can do and not be the shooter that is, yeah. I can't say it's equally as fun, but it's almost. It's equal. almost. <laughs> it ain't as fun, but it's, it's, all, it's close. Almost, yeah, exactly. I, it's, it, it is definitely my one of my favorite hunts to guide because yes. it's you're very interactive with, you're very part of the whole, the whole Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. You know? And I, I, you know, if one of my cousins, one of my friends, whatever, gets a tag in in Arizona or whatever, I'm usually, yeah, I'm usually there if, I, if I'm not already on another hunt myself, obviously. But yes, but yeah, no, it's a good time. It's one animal that is yeah. so similar to a turkey. Yeah, that you get to talk to. They're yeah. gonna talk back. Right. You're trying to figure out what they're saying at, at, and, and when they're saying it, what ta what type of tone that you need to bring to the table yep. to convince him. Yep. To come in, or or cow, yeah, or cow. Well, exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, I I've had a, I've had a lot of cow tags. Well, not a lot, lot, but I've had several cow tags. My first few times I drew in Arizona, just because I didn't want to wait, I put in I put in for cow tags. Absolutely, just so I could get out in the woods and you know kind of figure it out. Um, I actually shot a cow my first my first time elk hunting ever. Wow, and it was, you know, it was a lot of it was perseverance, but. It was a, lot, a little luck, too, of course, you know. Oh, just, I, I'll take luck over anything. Yeah, right? Better be lucky Right than place, good. right time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, man, I still remember to this day. I actually sh I ended up sh – it's kind of a sad – somewhat of a sad story. I actually shot a calf. And uh -huh. I thought it was a cow because it was, it was bedded down. All I, and I, all I could see was cow heads. Yeah. Right? And it happened to be the one that was closest to me. So my perspective – the head looked about the same size as the rest, Absolutely. even though it wasn't. It was a lot closer to me, like 50 yards closer to me. So I kind of snuck underneath this fence line, and I was creeping through this tall grass, and I could just see ears, you know. And I'm like, okay, I'm just get myself. Got got to about 40 yards, and I just sat there. And then they, like, I could tell it was about to get up, you know, because the ass came up, but I just drew back. And as soon as it stood up, I shot. And as soon as I shot, I was like, that's not a like that's not a cow it's yeah. a calf and i'm like fuck you know it ran like 20 yards and fell over and yeah. i was like all right well whatever it's gonna taste good right it's gonna taste really good <laughs> really good it, it was a big one you know it was like a like a, a yearling. yearling yeah yeah it wasn't like a i should it's not like it was a, well, a yearling a, a yearling depending on the vegetation and stuff they're eating yeah. it could be almost as big yeah. as mom yeah i say calf i should say yearling calf says spots on it yeah yeah, still drinking, guys. Yeah. Still drinking milk, but no, te technically was you know it wasn't even a full year old, full year old, or it was just a just a year old. Yeah. So, but no, I uh, after that I was hooked, man, because all I heard oh. was like, man, big it was bulls bugling everywhere. 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 I I could have killed probably legitimately three three good bulls, like three twenty plus. Like wow, I actually had this one. I shot. Well, this was the very next year. So very next year, I put him for the same tag. I'm like, I got to do this again. And I shot a cow. And the bull, I, I must have hit her kind of low. And the bull kept trying to mount her. And he was a fucking beast, bro. Beast. Just this giant. He was a five by five. While she was hurt. While she was hurt. Wow. Yeah, I shot the lead cow. I shot the, the, the hot cow. And... Um, Consequently, I, I changed broadheads after that. I never went back. I was shot. I was shooting the Nap Nitrons, a little, little four blade fixed blade. Yeah. And 
I blame that on the broadhead, but it was just a, it, the shot was low. I think I could brisket shot her. Yeah. I think I think that's what it was. Because uh, I, I had ranged her. No, I didn't even have a rangefinder. Actually, I didn't have a rangefinder that that haunt. That was like right before I got a rangefinder. Yeah. I had I guessed her. I think at 40, 40 yards or some somewhere around that. I think she might have been about five yards a little bit. Yeah. Further. Anyway, but. I, and I never found her. I found she's laid down like five times. So I'm, I'm assuming uh, it was that's a, brisket, a brisket shot. Brisket shot, yeah. Yeah, she's going to bleed, but she's, right. she's not going to die. So, but, man, he was a beast, 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 beast. And, you know, of course, when you think about back then, maybe probably if I had seen him now, maybe he wasn't. But in my mind's eye, he was giant. Because he had these giant whale. He was a 5x5. Five five, so it was these giant whale tails, like really heavy mass in my, in my like, wow that I can remember just like super heavy I actually watched him earlier that morning about a half an hour earlier fight with a big six by six and he just fucking laid him on his ass like wow flipped him over a five by five yep yeah he yeah he, and he, a, probably, he probably had a bigger body than that other one too yeah he? yeah he was bigger yep darker longer hair and mane wow yeah sounds like an older bull yeah I, I don't I mean I, I couldn't put an inch on him but because back then I, yeah, I don't know. We're talking twenty. Yeah, I mean, years ago. if you get a five by five that's over three hundred inches, that's a big five yeah. by five. Yeah, I, I mean, am I, if I had a pull a number out of my ass, it'd probably be. He was probably three forty as a five by three thirty. Yeah, just guessing on the story. I was going to say three sixty. Yeah, 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 but and I don't that's know. A giant I really don't know. Five. I don't know. I really don't know. You probably he, couldn't even put your hands around the mass. Yeah, he. That was that. That was the one thing I can remember. I was like. Yeah. That son of a bitch has got bigger bases than my calves. Wow. Yeah, you know, like, stupid. And I was like, well. Wow. Yeah. That was so, yeah, I went three years in a row. I didn't recover that cow, but three years in a row I shot a cow. The next year, every year I shot a cow, and then I started putting it in for bull tags. Yeah. It took me forever to get my first bull tag in Arizona, but I don't know why. I wasn't putting it in for really tough hunts. So, anyway, you got any good stories for us? Well, we're gonna have full. Of, we're gonna be full of stories this year. Oh yeah, we're gonna be we're, full of stories. We're just gonna run the podcast every night. So, <laughs> I got I got a good one for you, and this happened just last year. Okay. And I call myself, you know, very good at kind of picking out a human in the woods. Okay. Versus an elk, right? So I had my wife with me, and this is five years since she's been out. Uh huh. Five years since she's been out hunting, and. Lo and behold, she draws this tag, the tag that hopefully me and you draw next year. Yeah, nice. Um, this year. And um, so we pop over this hill. We get out of the truck. We already know where we're going. We pop over this hill, and this particular area mm -hmm. is titled Serena's Hill. Okay. <laughs> and every, every place that we go to, we have a nickname for. Right. We just nickname it. I mean, it's like a golden rule that you have a nickname for it. Right. So we pop into Serena's Hill. Before we dive in and go any deeper, I send off a location bugle. And okay. it's, it's just starting to get light, but not enough to shoot yet. Okay. And three bulls pipe off. One that's really close to us, one that's further away to our left, and then one down towards where we planned on going. So real quick adjustment, I said, We'll get to this tree line because okay. we're in the open meadow. Uh -huh. We'll get to this tree line and we'll stage right there and see if we can work the two bulls that's really close to the truck. Yeah. Right? I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to work smarter. I'm getting right? older. Right? Uh -huh. well, so, Pack anything out if I don't have to. <laughs> absolutely. So we get to the tree line. We make a couple more cow sounds to see if they're going to sound off. The bull that was closer to us, uh -huh. I think, might have caught movement. And he just shuts up. Okay. But the further bull to our left is going nuts. Okay. His nuts is... Doo -doo 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 -doo. He sounded just like what would Dirk, Dirk Durham say? Yeah, Doug Flutie? Doug, Doug Flutie, yeah. Doug Flutie. <laughs> I swore. I told my wife, 100% this is human. Yeah. I said, I don't know how he got in this spot because we were the only one parked there. Right. I said, he must have walked five miles to get in here. Right. It ain't dawning on me, hey, man, you might want to check this out. So I'm quiet. We're getting daylight. This bull, without me saying anything, 
is sounding off, sounding off, sounding off. And it, it's a typical thing that, like, yeah. when, a, when a human gets Do, in there. Doesn't hear something, they keep trying to. They keep trying. trying to, to, yes. They keep trying. Yes. So this is what that bull was doing. Oh, shit. He was sounding off, sounding off. And then when he chuckled, he didn't chuckle until I chuckled. Oh. So he was mimicking me. Okay. So I said, watch this. Watch this, babe. I said, watch when I chuckle, he's going to chuckle. I chuckle at him, and he's, uh, uh, uh. I said, we got to get away from this guy <laughs> and get in here so he don't start following us in. Right. So. When, when was he, well, question, when he was bugling, was the other one that was down low, was he, was no, he answering? All, no. All the other, the other two bulls shut, shut up. up shut and this bull kept sounding off. So we get. We start working our way down to the one that was in our right in the meadow. We work our way down in, start coming up, and this bull, now he's a bull. Now he ain't human. Yeah. Because I'm like, hey, this can't be a human moving this fast. He got there too quick. He got there way too quick. Right, right. So, and we're moving. Right. We get down, and we get into this little island of trees that's uh-huh. out in this meadow. Okay. So we're kind of stuck. And I said, I told my wife, I said, this, that's a bull. I set her, stage it down. I said, he's going to come this way or this way. I pulled back off of her, realizing that my wife has killed quite a few elk. Right, she knows. And I'm know. like, she should know. But it's been five years since she's been in the woods. So it's, it's going to be mistakes made, but hopefully not on this front. Right. And so I back off about 50 yards, and I throw a, a, a bugle down the hill okay. away from where he is okay. to make him come towards us. Before I knew it, he was on us. Mm. He had the worst <laughs> chuckle and the worst bugle. But I shut up, and I could see his legs. Okay. I said, okay, he's either going to come up high or he's going to come down low. He starts coming up high, and he veers and comes down low. He's going to come straight down to where I bugle last. Okay. When he does, and he shows his head, he's a huge six by on one side. <laughs> Shit. And a three by on the other. If I had to put a score on him, yeah, he was a three hundred inch bull. Oh my god, with a three? with a six by three. That's crazy. He was huge. I was like, w- oh was my god. Was a three by on the other side? Like it was uh, just all right, long, right just side, long? huge, huge, and it was like missing. It was, it was, it was like he had, he had a a brow tine, and it skipped. It went four? from G one to G three. And back up to the top. Okay. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had big steps in between. He was huge. Right. My heart's pounding for her. I'm like, oh, hey, this is about to happen. Right. I see my wife draw, but I never seen my wife range anything. I was like, uh oh, we just made a mistake here. Right, right. But I'm thinking he's going to be close enough. She could, she could judge that. <laughs> but my wife is. God bless her. So she is horrible at judging distance. Oh man. And later on shows again in the hunt later on but she pulls back on this bull uh-huh. and i said i guessed from where she was to where that bull was 30 yards i just threw out a number that's 30 yards boom swings right over his back oh, i stopped the bull stopped him he stops he runs out her guess range was 40 where he stopped out was 40. oh shit Okay, the bull kind of figured out something ain't right and kind of mosey on out. I jump up and throw my hands up like, what? Yeah. What'd you just do? You know, but she didn't understand at this point. I had hunted a lot of days yeah, and yeah. I was dealing with a lot of frustration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, But I, you it's can't crazy. be just throwing your hands up like that to your wife. No, she could right? be like, what? <laughs> you never do that to me. <laughs> so You're sleeping on the couch. Yeah, you're sleeping on the couch. And uh, no, I, I, I find out that she guessed at 40. I said, well, that bull was no more than 30. 30, yeah. So we stood out there where that bull was, 25 yards. Oh, shit. 25 yards. Yeah. Yep. So I said, okay, we'll brush it off. I, yep. t- I was kind of telling her, listen, you know, I, I'm telling you why I'm frustrated because I dealt with a few mistakes. Right. And, and I was expecting, like, my wife, she hunts with me all yeah, the time. Right. My wife to not make the mistakes that, you know, I, I would normally see younger hunters do that's right. never hunted elk. And I'm going to tell you, 
it uh it, it it was heartbreaking. But I said, okay, let's brush this off. Yeah, let's you brush got this it. off. But what I, I takeaways from the stories? Don't ever walk away from any bugle that oh, yeah. you might question. Yeah, I was just blown away that this bull sounded like straight human, and every time that. He was doing things that I would do to bulls. He right. was trying to mimic me. He was trying to cut me off. Right. And he kept calling, calling like a, a typical person right. would do to get that bull to respond. And I was blown away by that. I've never, I've hunted years, years in the woods. Right. I heard a lot of things, but I've never heard that until this year. And I was like, wow. I, I've had a few times and kind of go hand in hand with that. Um, this has gotten me a couple times too, where you hear this this little lack of better terminology, pussy bugle, like yodely, like yeah, yeah real yodely. And, and you think it's like a spike because spikes kind of yeah. tend to be yodely, and and you just miss it, and then you're like, oh shit, look at that. Yep. I'll never forget. Actually, we heard this one bull. And I think he just lost his voice. And it just sounded, it was like, uh, it was like, it, I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, I didn't even think it was an elk at first. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's an elk. He's responding to cow calls. It's an elk. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, but yeah, we got in there. I, we didn't end up taking that bull, but he was a good bull, like a really good bull. Wow. I think he just lost his voice. He had been bugling so much I think or something. It, you I know? think this really could have been a case, but I've heard some weird stuff in the woods. Yeah. We heard a, a bull we nicknamed the dragon uh -huh. in the same area years before. Uh -huh. um, and we nicknamed him dragon. He's, yeah. No chuckles, oh no God. nothing. He, I think he was just harassed. We heard him three years in a row, and that was back in the day when we could draw that tag every other year, and we right. had friends that drew the tag because they was on an off cycle of points right. from us, and we were in that unit or the adjacent unit, and we got into that bull three different years. Wow. And then last year was the first time we got back in that unit in five years. And we never heard that bull. Right. I, I'm, I imagine that, you know, yeah. within the five years, yeah. either died of old age or someone got him. Right. Right. And, um, For sure. And it could have been during the rifle season. Who knows? Because we never laid eyes on that bull. Mm. But just the dragon. It was yeah. the that's, weirdest thing. You, you're like, is that a moo moo cow? Yeah, right. That's how, yeah. like, yeah. That's the kind of sound like a moo moo cow. But it's, it's crazy. You won't hear things if you're sitting on the couch. Nope. <laughs> you got to get out no. there and get out I got to show you this. I, I, it'll take me too long to find it right now. Otherwise, I'd show it for you in the podcast. But one of my Instagram followers or whatever, he sent me this. And it's the weirdest sound. This almost sounds like a... Kind of sounds like it might be a cow. But like a really big cat. Like a meow. Almost. like Like really? almost like that sound. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I've never heard that before. And because they were they were talking with some elk, and I don't, I think he was in Wyoming or something like that. And they they move into this like thick spot, and then this is the sound that it was was calling back when he would call. I got. I find think it. he sent me the same thing. Oh, did he send it to you? He sent it to me. Okay. And you know what I told him? Yeah. I said, I believe that was an estrus scream. But not at the intensity that it was. I had to listen to that thing about yeah, me too. ten times. I was like, that is weird. I was like, I don't know, man. I think I, I, I listened I, to the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Two guys, right? Yeah. 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 He, yeah I can't he, think of the, the, the name of the guy right now off yeah, the top I think, of my head. Was it Wyoming they were hunting? I think it was Wyoming. I think so, too. I think it yeah, was. He, he reached out to me. He's like, hey, you, have you I, know heard? You, I know you've been in the woods about, you yeah. know, a lot and did this and that and blah, blah, blah. He's like, have you ever heard this? I'm like... He sent no. it to me. He sent it to me on Instagram. No, I've never heard that before. It's crazy. Yeah. It was. It was. It was absolute nuts. The only thing I could think of is that was a really mild estrus buzz. Right. But I couldn't put my finger on exactly. I said my best guess is that's what that was. Right. But yeah, like I said, man, you just ain't gonna hear it on the couch. You no. gotta get out there. No, you know what? And I and I found. 
more so in the last two years, those little weird sounds seem to get... I get more responses with those off sounds than I do with, like, straight-up bugling. Yes. I had um, Paul Medell came to hunt Arizona, and I went to hunt with him for a day. I only had a day to go hunt with him. Uh, I went and showed him around. It's actually my favorite unit that he drew. So I'm like, I got places for you. We'll go. So we went. And um, and, I, and I was telling him this we were, while we were driving in. I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, no, for sure. You know, those, those, are, the, those are the sounds that uh, elicit response, you know, because, one, there are not a lot of people out there doing it. Right. So, and, um, yeah, now, now my, I don't, even, I don't even location bugle anymore. I got this, like, I, I mean, I do. I do. When I need to get out, reach out there, ring one out, you know, to get range. But I, when I know there's going to be elk within earshot, I don't anymore. I got this like whole new. I'm definitely gonna show it to you what what I what I like to do, and you probably do already do the same thing anyway. But when we go hunt together, but um, man, I, it's so much more effective. Like just doing all these little different things. Like yeah, you know, I, I, I've always known about glunking and all that stuff for a long time, but I never really. I used it here and there, but. To use that as like my primary thing, sometimes like now I'll do. It's like it's crazy. Yeah, it works. Like yeah, you listen like a a breeding sequence right away. Yeah, exactly. You gotta change it up sometimes. Yeah. If you going in there and you just do a location bugle and they don't sound off and you move and you move and you no. do a location bugle, you're probably not gonna get a response. Just go out and there with your primos and rip And on your on your then, Terminator, they, and yeah. rip one. Yep. And then you walk right past a bunch of elk that would have responded to something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we've gotten into some situations like that just this past year where I know it was elk in there. Yeah. And, uh, and I had to change it up for them to, for them to respond. Yeah. I don't know if I got to share that story last time. Did I, did I share that uh, big 7x7 seven seven story with you last time? I don't know, man, because you share stories with me when we talk on the phone. And I don't remember if it was on the podcast or if it was me. Because the story you just told right now, uh-huh. I heard the story before. Uh-huh. But I think it's after you and I were talking after the season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't remember. I'm like, was that on the podcast last time? Yeah. Not. But, you know, I, so I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think I know you, to, you told me about the sound by I seven. don't think this is on there. And you, I, you told me about getting, like, really cold and you had to pull it. Is that the one? I think that's the, the one you told. The one now? The one that was really cold? Uh, what? It was really cold and you had your wife with you, I think. And you guys dropped in. Oh, oh yeah! A, I told re- you. a really, really big bull, like yeah. a three seventy bull or something. Crazy oh yeah, like. yeah, yeah, some three eighties. Three, yeah, three yeah. eighties bull, something yeah, like that. I think and that you, one was on there. Yeah, that's what that was on the podcast. Let me share that. this one. Let me share this one. And this is the honest truth. If it's so vivid, it's stuck in my head. Right. So this is uh, has to be like oh nine, somewhere around there, like two thousand nine. Okay. Maybe been. Maybe 2008. I, I don't know. Well, I get into this particular area, and uh, and and it's better known as as one of our secret spots. Yeah, yeah. But it ain't so much secret because you always run into somebody there. There's no well, secret spots anymore. No, there's no secret spots. We just try to keep them spots a little quieter than yeah, others. Exactly. Well, I'm in this area and I'm working it, and it has water down low, and it goes up into some draws mm-hmm. that kind of finger out and then it plateaus at the top and mm-hmm. then it dives down back into some wilderness area but if you go on the back side of that mm-hmm. there's not that much water so they tend to funnel back down they, they water, water go back. they mingle and then they move out okay. well when I was in there in the afternoon I had no response from nothing didn't even get a bull to crack off but I ran into some muzzle loaders. Okay. And, you know, friendly guys. And guy was telling me a story. He's like, man, we just a couple of days ago, we we had a big 380 in here. Big bull. Right. I was like, ain't no way. Yeah. Ain't no way a bull that big is in here. Right. So I dismissed. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of like, yeah, he's telling me a lie. Maybe, that or he just doesn't know how to You judge. know, he just doesn't know. Yeah. Right. So I go back to camp, and now this is pondering in my mind, like, D- 
did he really see a big bull? (laughs) So I'm by myself at camp, and I'm cooking food, and I'm like, man, where should I go? Where should I go? I'm like, that 380 keeps singing in my head. (laughs) I was like, I know what I'll do. I'll get up super early and beat these guys in there. And then I'll get up higher yep. intentions of if those elk are lower, then they'll move up towards where I am. Hopefully I can get my wind right. Well, I hike in in dark, red light. I bumped a bull. Oh, don't know what he was. It was dark. I can just hear him crashing through the woods. I was like, well, you just blew one out of here. So I get to this little rocking knob, and now I'm probably a mile and a half from the truck uh-huh. as a crow flies because it was a lot of down timber in there. And I get up to this rock bluff, and I bugle down into this little finger that comes up. Nothing. I bugle over a little bit. Nothing. I said, well, they must not be in here. I even made some cow signs. Nothing. I moved 500 yards side healing it to my left. Okay. Move in. And all I did was grab my open reed. And at the time, I was using a... The hyperlip from Primos. Okay. Yeah. And I made a couple notes off that hyperlip, and instantly, cows, wow. they started coming. I could hear them just going nuts. And it was the calf that I heard first. Right. And if you ever, if you're in the woods long enough, and you hear a calf, they just don't shut up. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. So I perched myself right beside this pine tree and I could hear them coming but I'm still a novice hunter right I'm gonna make mistakes at this point in my elk hunting career and I could hear them coming and they're filing in the calf comes in stops dead 10 yards from me cow comes in another cow comes in another cow comes in I should have knew because I heard the bull bugle Uh I should have knew the bull was coming in from the rear I wasn't ready no so I got my bow everything's ready Knocked. The cows are sitting 10 yards from me. And but you're I facing hear, the wrong direction. No, I'm facing right at him. Oh, you are? Right at him. Oh, shit. And I, this bull comes in, and he's swinging his head mm, yeah. to get through the trees. Right, right. Mm. And they say, don't look at his antlers. Don't look at his <laughs> antlers. Dude, right, I couldn't right. do nothing but look at his antlers. Right. So he comes in. He has no clue I'm there. At this point, the thermals were switching, so uh, wind was in my favor. Oh, nice. I was... Above them 10 yards. This bull comes in, and he's a 7 by 7 and he is that 380 they said they seen. Oh, my God. He has four cows. That's it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, whoa, this is the biggest bull I've ever seen t- at that point, ever seen. I was like, oh, my God. So I can't do nothing. The bull's licking his lips and stuff. He's yeah. in breeding mode. Yeah, right. And these cows had me pegged down. Oh, shit. So I said, well, let me just try to see if I could pull my bow back. Yeah, right. At 10, t- at 10 yards. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So I go to pull my bow back. I get halfway. They, they burn out and go exactly where they came from. So when they came, the bull twists and he runs dead into two aspens. Boom, boom. He was stuck. Dude, he, I could have shot him at 40 yards. Uh-huh. But dude, I was in so I was like in I was in shock that he's stuck at 40 yards and he's the biggest bull I've ever seen in my life. Right. Dude. Anyways, he backs out. He backs <laughs> out like he was a semi truck and goes around the trees and takes out. I chased that bull until one o'clock in the afternoon. He kept going. Oh, he he was going, I was going, he was going after I was chasing him so yeah. much. He, he lit off so much, he started lighting off other bulls. I was like, no one's going to believe this story that this dude got stuck in the truck. So I, I tell that story exactly how it was. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. The biggest bull I've ever seen to date. Yeah. And you know what? That's where we're going. Awesome. That's where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, my that, God. That, if I should have 380 bull, buddy. Yeah, that, that bull, I didn't see any... Last year, you know, I didn't draw that tag, and um, this year we'll get that tag. We got the points to get that tag, and um, last year was the biggest bull I seen in that in there that I called up was 360 plus, and that's a big, a bull. big bull. Yeah. I mean, if if you if I'm judging them, and I've been out in the woods long enough to know that a good six by six with 
good whales yeah. with some mass is going to score probably three, 340 or better. Right. And one, one particular bull that I had my wife on last year, he was, he was every bit 360. We, we could only get him at 70 yards. Mm. He had so many cows, we just couldn't get him in. But, yeah, I wanted to share that story. I know I oh. probably told you that story offline. You did. You did, but, but I, I recognize it when you started talking. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what story. So, but uh, that's a great story, man. I, it, it always, it actually always reminds me because you talk about the cows, the calf. It always reminds me of my bull that I killed in 2013. I was with uh, Billy Babish, who I used to, I used to work for him, uh, Letter Rip Outfitters, and my buddy who, who used to guide for him at the time, uh, Daniel. And uh, this other guy, Ricardo, who used to guide for him. So we were all out. And actually, Billy stayed back at camp that night. And we just went to go check this one spot real quick. We drove with the truck. We got out. We blasted a bugle. We got a response. And I was like, oh, shit. But anyway, so we moved down. And we we heard, we started cow calling. And we called in this calf. And she was running around us. And I I, I think I still got video of it somewhere like five yards just running around in circles just looking for mama right but she was going meow 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 like you said and that got him fired up and he was like you know he was like still like 200 yards from us the bull and we're like all right well we just got to get past this calf calf and go up after him we and we we end up getting it was a perfect situation he was sitting on the top of this mesa and he was just bugling we came up the ridge below him and we got to this deadfall and i set up behind the deadfall Ricardo had my camera and he was filming me and then Daniel was behind me and he was raking a tree and, and calling and, and doing here he comes and I shot him at like 20 yards. It was, it was for his textbook. It was great. It was a great bull. Cat, the calf will get him killed every time. Yeah. The calf will get him God, killed. That's what got him fired up because he had, we had heard him at one point but like really far away but he I think he had gotten either a lot closer mm-hmm. or at least turned and we started facing in our direction when he because and he just wouldn't shut the hell up mm-hmm. he was just going going and going and going once that calf started yep yeah yeah a lot of times when i'm out in the woods and um i'm it was textbook this year and i got it on film but and i, I always preached about like when they completely shut up on you you know that they're down there but they're not giving up their location right a lot of times i'll go and all i do is calf sounds and then, boom, you get them to fire off immediately off that. But you got to yeah. know that let's say he's, you know, only 100 yards from where you were and he piped off because he's getting ready to go to bed or something. Right. And he piped off that he knows you're there now. Yep. Now, getting in close to him is going to be one of them sneaky ninja moves, right? Yeah. And the wind's got to be in your favor. But he knows he's going to keep looking up in that direction. So you might have to change your angle of approach to come in. It's absolutely nuts. This, this is that bull right here. I, was, I, just, I just remembered that I had it on. I had it on film, or I had it on my phone rather. This is 2013. Is my when I first got my first iPhone. It comes out. He was standing behind that tree for like I was at full draw for like a minute. Wow. Put the smack down on him. Yeah. I was. He was already at full draw already. Yeah. 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 That's. Wow. Yeah, technically he was a seven by six. Look but at that crazy stuff. Yeah. But, you know, the, these points were all small. But that he had, wavy front. Yep, that yeah. wavy front. That, I love that wavy front. Me I got too. one bull that I, I killed that had a wavy front like that. That was actually, that was my first Arizona archery bull. That was the first time I ever drew an archery tag. Wow. I, I didn't draw an archery bull tag till. Till 2013, I and I, I had gotten a couple of late season rifle tags that I yeah. shot a couple of bulls, but I had those first couple of um, cow tags in the late 90s. Yeah, and then I had two bull tags in early 2000 rifle, and then I I I didn't took me till then to draw that tag until wow. 2000, 2013. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Speaking of which, you know I. We always talk about bugling and and some of the rifle hunters don't get their experience that as much because they get you yeah. know those bulls kind of shut up and get quiet and I'm a, I'm gonna go into another story here yeah yeah this year um, I'm gonna call it what goes wrong 
is going to go wrong. Okay. <laughs> or it's going to go wrong, just suspect it, right? But this, right. my buddy drew, and you'll, you'll get to meet him, but my buddy drew uh, a 61 tag, and it took him 12 years to draw this tag. Okay. And he didn't. He technically did not draw the tag. He was fifty percent of the people that put in drew the tag, and they had you know twelve plus points. And he had right at twelve, and he was the other fifty that didn't draw the tag. Well, some people must have turned that tag in, and DOW okay. got in contact with him. His he was name, like the first runner up. <laughs> yes, his name was on the list, and I. He asked me, "I'm gonna take the tag if you can go with me." Okay. And I said, yeah, I'll go with you. I said, let's just go out here and see what happens. I said, I'd love to get out there and, and, and see if we could check out some new areas that I've never been before. He's been in that unit before, but not for a bull tag. Uh huh. Well, he's driving to my house to come pick me up. Everything's going to be on him. Right. All I got to do is get out there with him. So he's got his camper. He's got nice. everything. He's going to buy food. Right, I right. said, yeah, hey, man, I'm, gonna, I'm out there with you. Well, he's driving to my house. He has a 2019 Dodge Ram, and something went crazy on the transmission. Oh, he shit. had to limp it to my house. So I said, well, just leave your truck. We'll get in my truck. I said, you just take care of the gas. I said, I'll pull it. I don't have air suspension on the back, so we're going to be leaning a little bit. But right. I said, well, we'll, we'll, we'll be just fine. Right. We get all the way up to camp getting close to camp and then a uh, bad snowstorm came in we didn't even we knew it was gonna be snow but we didn't know how much snow right it was about a foot of snow shit we got up in there and got to a camping spot that we wanted to be in this is in september no this is first season rifle oh uh, first season first rifle. Se season rifle so, like for, first, the, for the first, rifle first, lovers first that's on the on the on the podcast yeah. here we got some rifle stories for you too and this is uh, the, that in colorado it's colorado. the first week of october the, the second week of October. Second week of second, October. There's an early season rifle tag, but those tags are super hard to get. So it's the second week of October. Got usually it. right around that 12th time frame. So still can have some bugling, but... Maybe. We don't know. I have no... what no Don't know what to expect. Right. I was expecting no bugles. Okay. But, all right. So we get there, and on the way in there, a rock, somehow a rock had hit my windshield, and I didn't think nothing of it. But we had that snow up there. The next morning, Everything was the next morning, I'm running a crack across the window. Oh, shit. I said, oh, man, my luck. His truck's gone down. <laughs> I got a crack in the window. I said, come on, send it to me. Right. Well, we they want to scout. We went up there two days early. They want to scout. And it was about a foot of snow on the ground. We pulled into an area that it was so foggy with snow and fog right. mixed. It was crazy. Super hard. So can't glass. I get down. I get off this ledge and I bugle down into these big trawl fingers, and boom! Instantaneous. They are going nuts. I just shook my head. I said, "Well, we just starting, and I kind of already know where we're gonna be hunting." <laughs> Dude, I had bulls everywhere going nuts. Right. Just off location bugles or cow sounds. And I didn't expect that in first season rifle. Right. So we checked out a few more other areas. And um, the next day, it, it started getting warmer. Mm -hmm. Next day, it's getting all messy. And, I mean, people muddy. are traveling the road. It's muddy everywhere. And we're, getting, we're going down this steep embankment. And I don't have chains on a truck. I got four-wheel drive, but I don't have chains on a right. truck. I didn't think it was going to be necessary. Well... This, is this truck coming up the hill and me having a little bit more room on my left side mm -hmm. well I'm going to let this truck go by me because he don't have any turnaround room right. so I pull over and let him go past me he gets past me what do you know I get stuck oh, fuck. I get stuck yeah. I mean it's full going downhill you got stuck no it was like right on this yeah I was going down a hill and I pulled off to a little ledge uh -huh. and I get stuck on this ledge Some of it. now the winch is on the front of the truck, not the back of the truck. Yep. I'm trying to get back because front is downhill. Right, right. And I'm not going down there. Yeah, yeah. So, lo and behold, this ranch hand comes come out this gate. He has some free-ranging cattle in there. And uh, he had one of them flatbed uh, Fords. Yeah. Like a 250 or something. I said, sir, can you pull me out? He was like, 
yeah, but I don't have any toe. I said, I got toe chains. Yeah. So he hooked me, pulled me right out. Thank God he was down there because we would have been hiking back up Shit. four or five miles to see if we can get to the nearest camp that might be able to do it. Oh, man. So we get down in there, turn around, come back out. All right, now I got, I got a transmission messed up. Yeah, a crack windshield. Sounds like I, a John Stallone story. And I got stuck. <laughs> okay. All right. On our way back out of there. We probably shouldn't hunt together. <laughs> on my way back out of there, I get out of there, turn around, I'm heading to camp. It's getting a little dusky anyways. Yeah. I hit this monster, monster pothole. I yeah. seen it on the way in. Right. But on the way out, I didn't see it. Shit. Boom. I hit hard. Didn't think nothing of it. Oh, you popped the freaking oil pan. No. Well, it, <laughs> it, it bit the rim enough where air was leaking out. Oh, shit. So I get up. We get back to camp. We don't know nothing. It's barely any leak. Right. You can't hear it. Right. It's coming out, though. Well, we go to bed. We enjoy, you know, have a few drinks, go to bed, get yeah. ready. Now we're getting ready to go hunt, right? right? We're getting ready to go hunt. This was like the second day of the, the, the scouting. We've already got it figured out. Uh, the very yep. first location where I had all those bulls bugling, that's where we're going to end up. And right. it's nasty. It, it's, it took us... I'll, I'll 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 go back, but it took us after he killed an elk down in there. Yeah. It took us three and a half to four hours to get out, and we were only one point one miles from the truck. It was nasty steep. I bet. So, get up in the morning, first day of hunting. Yep. What do you know? I'm flat. I'm flat. <laughs> I'm flat. It ain't totally flat. It has like ten. Yeah. 10 PSI in there. Perfect. Air down. Yeah, 10 PSI <laughs> in there. I got to put more pressure in this. Right. I'm not going to let this ruin our hunt, but I'm not going to take the time to change this tire. I can do that later. We need right. to go hunt. Right. So uh, we get air in the tire. We get it up to about 32, 33. I'm usually riding around 40. Right. But 32, I can deal with that. We can right. ride. We go right into the first location. Boom. I get Fire a bugle. Up. I said, hey, we going down in there, man. Yeah. We get down in there, and what do I see? Blaze Orange. Oh, I said, shit. oh, somebody's already down in here. So I really didn't want to ruin his hut, but he was in a position where he could not get any closer to these elk right. without busting them out of there. Yeah, yeah. So we did a big old loop around him, went down into another drainage, went way downhill, and then came back over. I glassed back up where he was. He was no longer there, and I checked down the bottom. He wasn't there. Now we're in perfect window of these elk, but now right. these elk were 675 yards away, away from us. We're on one side of the ridge. They're on the other. And I was really trying to get him to kind of wait off, and I wanted to check out some other bulls that were bugling down low. There was like a rut fest in, right. in October going down in there. And... um. But that unit doesn't get a lot of pressure, so I should have expected that they'll be bugling in there. But uh, we, we got in there, and he, he ended up killing the 5x5, five five, 675 yards from one ridge to the other. He sent it, smacked him down. Nice. And then we ended up going down this ridge, coming back up, taking pictures, enjoying it, high five. His, it was his first bull. Nice. And uh, like I said, four hours to get out of there. I told him, I said, hey, by 3 o'clock, we need to be moving. Right. Because it's dark by 7. The geese are going to come get us. It's dark by 7. <laughs> yeah, these guys are revved up for, for, for some geese hunting. I guess, right? Um, <laughs> so, so it took us four hours to get out of there, and, and we both were out of water and everything. We got, we got all but two quarters out of there, and I took two quarters, and I moved them up the hill about right. 100 yards away from it. And I told my buddy, I said, first thing in the morning, we got to go back down there and grab that meat. Right. And, and it wasn't any trees to hang in it was all shrub brushy kind of stuff so i just tucked it in put put you know a tarp over top so if any rain or anything or any snow right. would have it wouldn't have got on the meat but within 12 hours we get back down there and we start cutting the same trail going in i start seeing bear prints oh shit and these bear prints are fresh yeah yeah so i said all right i'm, I'm just hoping that they didn't jump on any of the meat right we get closer and closer and i'm seeing big prints so we we get in there i said hey as we get closer to this we need to be yelling hey bear hey bear right just in case because it's shrub oak you can't see and they'll be on us before you knew it or they'll be a typical black bear and just kind of right. wander away yeah. but if we 
run up on the on their meal, yeah. they might take offense to that. Right. So we get closer to that, and I could see that carcass was piled up with dirt. Oh shit! They're already burying it. Already buried, claimed. <laughs> The bear that was on that carcass, he was on that carcass in less than 12 hours. I don't have very big hands, but he, his, his hands, I mean, his paw was as big as both my hands. And that was a big black bear. So we ended up finding the two. He, he, my, my assumption is he jumped on the carcass, ate as much as he could, and then he found the two quarters, but he only drug them off. And he only really ripped the bags open, so he didn't really touch the meat. We packed up our stuff and got the heck up on out of there. But for the rifle hunters that don't think they bugle, yeah. and they do bugle. You oh, just yeah. might have to be in the right place. So this whole time and sparking, now I'm, I'm like, it, it just dawned on me why it took me that long to draw a tag in Arizona. And I, and I just remembered, I forgot. I made a mistake in 2010 or 2011. I think it was 2010. I don't, I don't remember exactly, but I accidentally put in for the late archery season. The late archery season is in November. Yeah, that's a, that's a spot and stalk hunt. I think uh, Dan Staten was talking about that. Yeah, it's, it's a great, I, I like that hunt. I've had it three times, and I've killed two bulls. Huh. And um, anyway, they were bugling like an SOB. They were wow. you couldn't call them in, but they, but they were, were sounding off. They were answering bugles, and they were sounding off, so you could get an know idea where they, they are. at. Yeah. Yeah. The year after, no. But then again, when I had it, I had it recently. In 2016, I had it. November. November. Wow. Like the 15th of November. Wow. Mid, like mid-November. I had that tag in 2016. I shot a bull. The bull that I shot was bugling, and he had a harem. Wow. Yep. Wow. Did he come in? Uh, no. I just, we glassed him up from a ways off, and as I was coming in, I could hear him bugling. I could hear him, the cows talk, and I could hear him chuckling, and, yeah. and I just kept sneaking in on him. I had a radio in my ear. My, my fr- uh, actually, Shane, my, my, friend, my friend Shane was with me, and he was talking me in. He still hates me. He's like, I'm never going to go on that hunt. He's, he doesn't like the cold. <laughs> it was fucking cold. It was cold. We're you know we're like eight thousand feet in the middle of November. It's pretty freaking cold. We had it wasn't it was just a little light dusting of snow. It wasn't a whole lot of snow. But yeah, they were bugling, man. That's nuts. You know that's like a that's a typical late rut. Or you have, you know, the bulls staying really close to a herd. Yeah. And you have a cow that comes in the extras late, and it like, sends them all back into the rut. Yep. I've seen it a couple times, but not, not a lot. Yeah, and it's usually it's usually opposite of what you're talking about. It usually happens in October. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. So twi- I mean, twice now, two times in in November, but in October was last year. Yeah, last year or the year before. No, I think it was. It was 2020. My uncle drew a cow tag, and that was mid or late. No, it was the 21st of October, I think, that that, that hunt mm-hmm. opens. And they were bugling like a son of a bitch. I was well, like, you know, I'm like, dude, if you had a freaking out a bull tag right now, we'd be crushing a big freak. I mean, he was a good bull. That's crazy. Yeah. We, it was uh, actually hard to find cows. <laughs> you know, thinking of it this year, I, uh, I took my buddy out. I took all these people out, and... Um, my buddy ended up buying me a late season rifle tag. It was the uh, fourth season. It was during Thanksgiving, and my wife went nuts. She didn't want me being yeah, gone, and I was yeah. like, "Hey, you know, he spent quite a bit of yeah, money on this tag yeah, for me." It's a tag. I yeah. can't let it go to waste. <laughs> so I said, "I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Hadrian with me. We're gonna yeah. go up there. We're gonna have some fun, father son thing. Go up there." Yeah. And that was November. Thinking about what you said, November. So my son, you know, we was just talking about him. He he wants to get out and he wants to, to bugle, right. right? So we're, we're just, you know, kind of traveling through this private land that we have permission to hunt. Right. And I said, Pat, just, you know, stop the truck. Let me let, me let him get out. And I didn't even take a bugle tube. Yeah. I won't anymore, but I didn't take a bugle tube. Right. I just took diaphragms. And um, he gets out. He's ripping it. Sounds good. I'm like, man, give me that tube. And I get out there and I rip one. Yeah. As soon as I ripped him, 
boom. One sounds off. He rips off yeah. twice. Anyways, I, I eventually got in, and he had cows, and I right. shot one of those cows. Nice. I shot one of those cows. But thinking back at it, we didn't, we couldn't call that bull in, though. No. You know, they won't actually, I mean, I'm not saying that they won't, but typically they're not going to come in. But I've gotten elk to talk all crazy times during the year. And, and, the, and the guy who told, told me this, uh, you, you know, Wayne Carlton, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so absolutely. I had met Wayne at, I don't know, one of these things. Yep. At one point, and we were talking, and, you know, he started, he was, dude, he lo- he's a teacher. He loves to teach. He actually taught me how to bear, uh, call on bears and stuff, too. He's a, he's a master at that. He's a master at calling just about anything. Mm-hmm. But, and he was talking, he's like, yeah, you know, everybody thinks that elk just, you know, just September, just during the rut, blah, blah, blah. But he's like, in reality, you know, they, they talk like that all year round. Just not with the same intensity, and you not may not be able to call them in. Absolutely. You might be able to call them in with other stuff like calf calls, like you said. Those are, those you yep. might be able to get them come, you know. And uh, for a while, I I kind of like not didn't dismiss it, but I kind of dismissed it. I'm like, I'm probably not going to go hunting. It's not like I really need to know that. But and then I started putting in for these late season tags and whatever. And then this year, I was up. We, we rented a cabin, my wife and I and the kids, and we went up uh, to, to Pine, which is mm-hmm. about an hour and a half north, uh, northeast of uh, Scottsdale. And uh, we went up there, and I got bulls fired up in June. We were talking, and we were talking back wow. and forth. Yeah, I was just, I got it. Actually, I was, I was on Instagram with it. I was on live, and wow. I was like, I'm like throwing out calls and they're freaking answering back and shit. I was like, oh, this is freaking awesome. That's crazy. Boy, June, well, I mean, right? I'm like, well, I guess I never tried it, right? Right, exactly. I well, might have been shit hunting. Yeah. Never had any calls with me. I never tried yeah. it. But, you know, you, you'll go, you'll take the kids, go camping or something and you'll be beginning of August and all of a sudden you'll hear a bugle out in the, you know, in the middle of the night. It's usually nighttime yep. call and stuff like that. But And you're like, oh, the freak is an elk bugling mm-hmm. right now. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember we were scouting from my cousin Anthony. There's another, like, early realization that it doesn't have to be during the rut. We went out to scout, and it was the week that they shed their velvet. Yep. Like, August 10th to August 15th. Yeah, it was, like, right around there because we were finding velvet in the trees and stuff. Yep. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I'm like, hey, this spot over here has got several old wallows. Let's go check it out. Let's go see if, you know— uh, if, that, if that water hole back, because we were checking water too, you know, because it looked like it was going to be a pretty hot, dry season. Let's go back in there and check and see if it's got water. And we're coming up, and all of a sudden we hear a bull ripping. And I'm like, oh shit. Wow. And we kept sne- sneaking in on us, sneaking in on us, sneaking in on We got close enough, and I videoed him, and he was beating the shit out of a tree, stepping back, bugling. Beating the shit out of a tree, stepping yeah. back, bugling. And I'm like, that's nuts. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, you don't th- expect to see that. No, no. That time yeah, absolutely. Of year, right? and, and, so. and they are social social creatures. And right. for the guys that, that do rifle hunt, they, they'll talk. Mm-hmm. You're in the right place, right time, they'll talk. They'll talk. Especially those non, non-pressured non units. Yep. They'll, yep. they'll get out there and rip, rip some. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, you always hear about, like, on those late season hunts that uh, – you know, the bulls batch are back up and this, this, and that. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've found bulls and good ones, like big bulls. I know a lot of little bulls still hang around with yep. the cows. But big bulls with these, you know, giant herons. Actually, my Anthony, my cousin Anthony's son drew a 6A tag, which is a unit in Arizona that has the most elk in Arizona. It's the highest density. It's a real big unit. Lots and lots of elk. But... A lot of mediocre bulls. A lot of mediocre. There there are some big ones in there, real big ones too. But they're usually like in the deepest, nastiest shit. But a lot of bulls, a lot of elk, period. And a good bull to elk ratio, uh, bull to cow ratio. Because they they run a lot of cow hunts there too. So, and the bull that he had shot, unfortunately he didn't get. He made a high shot. The bull dropped. Hit him in the top pedicle or something of his spine, which, which sent them in shock. Dropped them down. They thought he was done, and they're walking up, and they were like a hundred yards. He got up, and he freaking took off. 
Wow. So he never, yeah. But it was shitty, shitty situation. But that bull was a big bull, right around 300. Yep. And he had like 30 cows. Wow. Wow. And one little satellite, like little yeah. sporky or whatever. And unit, the units that, that, you know, that have a lot of elk. And that's Thanksgiving, that hunt. What? Wow. Yeah, I think the units that have a lot of elk tend to have those, you know, those a 300-inch bull in a unit yeah. like that is, a, is probably a really good bull for that right. particular area. But you'll find those nasty ones in those nasty holes that yeah, you... Yeah, oh, you can find the, the then, 360s in there. But yeah. it, but if the if there's a lot of cows, he can steal some of those cows. Next thing you know, he's got 30 of them. And all he's fighting off is little rag fives. Exactly. And he's going to keep that whole herd. Yep. Yeah. Yep. This year was crazy. This year, I said this year, last year. Yeah, yeah. Was crazy. And they started Colorado September 1st. Okay. And carried it to the end of September. Okay. Usually we're at like a week, the last week of August, and then we go into September, and we lose a few days of the back end of September. Okay. So September 1st to September 31st is the... Yeah. That sounds like a better hunt to me. Yeah, right. Yeah. Those are better dates. I think, you know, with this... Now that they tabled the the hunter's orange stuff, right, right. but I think when when that five year structure comes back, it could deflect our season, move our season, and then move their season. I think that's going to happen, but that's a whole different battle, yeah. a whole different story right there. But this year, when we got September first, me and another buddy of mine, mm -hmm. we went in and we titled this place Jurassic Park, <laughs> and it got its name this year. Because we never been in that particular area that deep. Right. And when we went in there, it was bulls going Everywhere. nuts. And every bull, that day, that day we had five, five herd bulls, lots of other bulls, but five herd bulls. And all five of those bulls had seven or more cows. And they were all wow. over 300 inches. Crazy. They were big early September. And that has changed for me because I'm usually... Expecting the last week of August, the first week of September, for most of those mature bulls, and I'm talking about some of these bulls were 350. Wow. 340, 350. For some of those bulls, not even to have cows yet. Right. But they had cows. They were some monster bulls. We started early in Arizona, too. It was nuts. I went, so I was telling you about Paul coming. Because he was coming, I wanted to go check these two spots that I know. And I took my son, and we were there the week before season opens. And so our season opens September 14th, usually around there. Yeah. 11th. This year's the 9th, really early. It's, it, every five years, it kind of resets. and or it goes, It's like the f second or third Friday. I, mean, like, I don't remember how it works exactly. I always forget. But anyway, this year's going to be early. But... I think we were there a week earlier, and, man, we had him fired up. Fired up. My son, I got a video of him. He's got one of those Primo's cowgirls, and he's uh -huh. on that thing, and they're freaking just going off, man. And I'm like, wow. we're, we're going to have a – we had a really wet season. That has a lot to do with it. Oh, yeah. Well, we had good summer rains. The rut is always strong. Always starts a little bit early and always lasts a little bit longer. Yeah. So. And that could have been it, too, because it was really, really wet season up there this year. Yep. I mean, I'm not no biologist. No, I'm I don't. Not either. I, I just know I like I'm to get out in the I'm woods. pretty close to one, though. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've had a lot of schooling, but <laughs> for us. Uh, so well, we've, we've, been, we've been around a lot of people that are pretty close to being a biologist yeah. that knows yep. these animals. and. But, for sure. But, you know, with that being said... I, yeah, that could have been it because it was green up there this year. It was super yeah, green. That's too. And that could have been, you know, that has a lot to do with horn, horn growth too. And yep. that's why, why oh, yeah. I called in so many doggone bulls this year yep. that were big. Yep. Monsters. Let's hope, hopefully this year will be a yeah, repeat of yeah. last year. Re repeat, repeat. Yeah. Minus so. the mistakes. Exactly. God. <laughs> I've made mistakes, I too. Can, I can deal, I can deal <laughs> for myself. I, I can could, write a book of mistakes. Uh, yeah, right. I could deal with, in one season for myself, uh, two mistakes. Yeah. After that, I'm knocking my head against the wall yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. 
exactly. <laughs> it hurts, man, because oh. you did all that work to get them as close as they are, and then you make I, them. Your mistake. son's piping off back there again. I hear. Oh man. Well, awesome. I'm uh, I'm excited. I mean, I, it's kind of far away, but I, it's not. You know, no, I'm, ex I, I'm excited. I can't wait. Yeah. No. Right after. Right after the New Mexico hunt, we got in touch with each other, and we were like, boop. Yep. The light went off. We was like, ah, right, let's make this happen. Absolutely. That's going to be fun. It is. Awesome. Well, brother, I appreciate you coming on and uh, spending the time, and I'm sure I gave you a break away from being in the in the Phelps oh, booth you, right yeah, now. Oh, yeah, I got to sit down. <laughs> my feet were, I, I, you know, I, got, I love my Krispies, and I got yeah. good insoles in them. Yep. But when you're standing up on concrete. Oh, standing oh. sucks, dude. I could hike all day oh. standing. I can't do it. It was hurting. I can't do it. And the back was hurting. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to be crushed yeah. after this weekend. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's uh, let's uh, wrap it up, and then we'll uh, we'll talk, and we'll figure out something. We'll figure out the plans for this. Uh, we'll, Absolutely. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. All right. Hey, guys. Thanks for checking out the show. Really appreciate you. Keep those reviews and those comments coming. Helps us keep this free. Do me a favor. Go check out Phoenix Shooting Bags. Use promo code John Stallone to save 20%, all one word. And check out Howl for Wildlife. Thank you very much, and we'll catch you on the next show.